following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. two-tone blue covering the teams you care about it's only on southern middle tennessee sports today live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back in southern middle tennessee sports today hour number two getting underway here on reaction monday as we get a chance to talk about the Surging Tennessee Titans. <laughs> you could say resurging. You, we could. Resurging. Say resurging. <laughs> it, it's huh, this is wild. It's been like four and a half days since we played. Feels like it's been two weeks since that Thursday night game. But you know, guys, I, I just. <clears throat> I was very proud of the way this team fought from just being knocked down. You know, after last week, and then, you know, you kind of get down early, this team could have just said, well, is what it is. Ain't our week. Let's try again next time. Yeah, just look at all these folks we don't have. But instead... A.J. Brown said, hold my Gatorade. And was absolutely the difference in the ballgame. Period, point blank, nobody else. A.J. Brown is the difference in this team. Not just in that 49ers game. He is the difference maker on this team. As long as Henry's out, I guess. Because Henry makes the team so much different. But, my goodness. A.J. Brown had, what, eight catches on third down? Mm-hmm. Which was an NFL Eight of his 13 came on third down. I think that was the NFL record. You know, and I kept saying, well, how can we not cover their – Debo Samuel? Yeah, Samuel. Well, I guess 49er fans were probably saying – How can they not how cover – How can we not cover <laughs> number 11? <laughs> so, I, you know, it's – the wild part about this is the Titans are a half game from being the number one seed again. Patriots are out. All we got to do is win the same amount of games as Kansas City. Kansas City. Are they tied? Right no. Now? Kansas City is a game ahead right now. But if Kansas City loses either of their last two, Tennessee's probably in. Well, Tennessee's got to win they both win of their both last. They got to win both of them. But. Man, they're they're right there. That's insane. Because after the Patriots beat, or after the Patriots lost to the Colts, no, Patriots, yes, lost to the Colts, but then the Titans lost to the Steelers. We thought, well, we're done. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, the Bills actually pulled it off. And are probably going to win that division. Because they swept them, didn't they? So, 
at this point, the Patriots are just trying to hold on to get in. And, and that's not necessarily a guarantee right now with the way, one, that they're playing, and two, this AFC is just jam-packed in the middle. And they've got games. They've still got to play the Dolphins. Now they play the Jaguars on Sunday. But the Dolphins aren't an easy win. No. They already lost to the Dolphins. They lost to the Dolphins 17-16 in week one. Now, granted, that was Mac Jones' first game as a pro. Things have since changed, but this is this is getting interesting. No question. The AFC is getting interesting. This Titans team is absolutely desperate in need of everybody who is currently healthy to stay healthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can't afford another injury. They can't afford any more sickness. They need to get some folks back. But one in particular, but they can't get anybody else hurt. Roger Saffold would have been a big help, but it's pretty nice to know that you could do that against San Francisco without him. And, I mean, obviously they had to scheme and help Raidens, Raiduns, however you pronounce it, but... Did they? He forced Joey Bosa to move sides. Now, did he force him to move sides? I I wasn't paying enough attention. Did he force him to move sides or did the scheme force him to move sides? Because I wonder if he wasn't, they weren't just trying to find some place that they could get him through. Because you can't help with a tight end on both sides. No, Redunds was, was handling Joey Bosa. Straight up? Straight up. Redunds, I... I was shocked at how well he played at the left tackle position. It just goes to show that you can't always make tackles interchangeable. Hmm. People who play right tackle can't always play left tackle and vice versa. versa. Yeah. I'm well, it's, it's not as simple as go play for sure, but maybe Interesting. It, it, it certainly is interesting, mm-hmm. considering mm-hmm. Uh, considering how much money you're paying your current left tackle. And <laughs> all night long in that, you know, Thursday night, I was just frustrated trying, you know, thinking this, this team just looks, I guess, kind of ho-hum. Mm-hmm. At times, the defense didn't look great early until they did, you know, holding the holding to the field goal. And then the Jackrabbit Jenkins interception was huge. I mean, it just felt like every time that team needed a big play from its defense, it got one. But they looked Jackrabbit Jenkins interception. You cannot overstate how huge that was because what was it? It was was it seven nothing at that point? 
It was seven nothing, and they were driving. And they were getting ready to double up right there. And that held them off. They did come back down, kick a field goal to go up ten nothing. But I mean, if it's fourteen nothing there, instead of continuing to be seven nothing, it the way they're playing, you could easily see the route being on right there. For me, I thought that was it. I mean, I I, I watched that first drive, and they just, you know, melted butter, hot knives, and whatnot. <laughs> and then drive two didn't wasn't any better defensively. And it just felt like that that interception, even though the offense was able to do nothing to help, that it gave the defense just enough mm-hmm. to feel like, okay, Let's get this done. Well, then the Titans come out, and they cut it 10-7. And you think, now we got a ball game here. Hang on. Let's see how how this goes. And then A.J. Brown, mm, Mm -hmm. that that trick play idea was kind of scary, to be honest with you. But A.J. Brown, 11 catches, 145 yards, and it just felt like he was going to make every catch that he had to make. You were not going to keep the ball out of his hands. And they, and he, had, they had no answer And he for basically him. did. They had no answer for him. San Francisco couldn't run the ball at all. They, they, couldn't, they could not have run it if they had 12 blockers. Titans shut it down. They forced Jimmy Garoppolo to beat them, and he couldn't. And he couldn't. Which has kind of been a knock on Jimmy Garoppolo. For a while. Then, of course, you know, you get a game like that out of both Rashawn Evans and Zach Cunningham. Cunningham had one play where he – just sifted across the line and made a tackle on the running back that just it's exactly what you expect from an SEC linebacker and the speed mm-hmm. he matched the speed of that offense which is something you don't see from NFL linebackers all the time I was some kind of way I was listening to the game or maybe I was listening to McGinnis in the car the next day, but I was listening. And the comment was made that Zach Cunningham's athleticism almost matches that of Rashad Evans. That was that was my reaction because I, I, I just felt like Zach Cunningham was more athletic than Rashad Evans and wouldn't really have thought it was close. But, was, but having two guys who can go sideline to sideline like that, mm-hmm. and I think Zach takes a little pressure off of Rashawn. I mean, Rashawn had a great game. Mm-hmm. I think he felt comfortable with, you know, with with Zach Cunningham being the other guy, mm-hmm. and it showed a lot because you know, outside of that eight play ninety five yard drive that tied the game. They were the the 49ers had no answer on offense in the second half. Well, like you said, 
the inability to tackle Debo Samuel made that game tougher than it needed to be because they got some plays out of him that that really kind of you know extended the game maybe made the game a little bit more um dramatic than it needed to be but give Ron Tannehill credit like once again with the game on the line nobody better since he's become the starter in Tennessee Nobody has more game-winning or game-tying drives in the fourth quarter than Ryan Tannehill. Kind of crazy. And he doesn't even have his best running back. He just got his number one receiver back. If Julio Jones and A.J. Brown... By the way, there were times where neither one of them were on the field. (laughs) And I don't know how that happens. Once again, we've got a Todd Downing issue. But with those but with those two guys and the offensive line being as patchwork as it was, and you still go out there and beat a team that's pretty dead gum good. Now granted it was at home. Here's the best part about next week. More than nine days rest. Brable's undefeated. <laughs> Another nugget. Another nugget. Speaking of nuggets, before we get out of here, I'm going to give you this one. I didn't believe in this crap until, well, Mo, you're wearing the evidence that it's true. The number 22. Obviously, we all know that's King Henry's number, right? If you multiply A.J. Brown and Julio Jones's numbers together, you get 22. <laughs> the next Super Bowl is in 2022, and the atomic number of titanium is 22. Is 22. <laughs> Wait, there's more. How many years has it been since the Titans last made the Super Bowl? 22. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a tight year. Let's talk to Tobias Wilborn on the other side of the break about the Birmingham Bowl and the Auburn Tigers and the Houston Cougars and all that's going on. Auburn spent some time at Topgolf. I wonder who had the highest scores. We'll talk to Tobias on the other side. Stick around. It's going to be a good one. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. 
You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mo. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Continuing to talk about... That sounded great. Uh, continuing to talk some college football here. Because, you know, that's what we do. Got a big one coming up this week. Later this week when the Tennessee Vols and Purdue take to Nissan Stadium. Which is interesting because typically they don't have to play an NFL game three days later. But they do this week. So the Titans will play their home finale on Sunday after the Music City Bowl concludes on Thursday. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of shape that football field is in. I wonder if I wonder if the grounds crew at Nissan is maybe hoping for some cancellation. <laughs> but please do it before we paint the field. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it before we paint it. Uh, maybe they should just wait just, just, to just, paint it. Yeah, It's going to be the, the Snickers commercial. That's great, but who are the chefs? Who are the chefs? <laughs> Oh, man. One of the games we're, we're really excited about and hoping uh, – it f- feels like we're going to get this one in anyway. Houston and Auburn at Protective Stadium in Birmingham tomorrow morning. It's going to be a lot of fun. That that stadium is going to be – it's it's almost a hard sellout from what I understand. So, again, should be a lot of fun. And to talk more about it, we have – with us, Nabias Wilburn, who covers the Auburn Tigers. And Nabias, it's it's a disappointing end for this Auburn team, but they're making the best of it, it seems, so far. Well, absolutely. I mean, they, I thought the Iron Bowl game they played, they were right there. I mean, they had them. I mean, I, and of course, you know, you guys know how sports writing goes. I, for about maybe up until that last drive. My story narrative pretty much like, hey, Mike's young, hides and choke a candidate, goes down the plane, and Auburn finds another way, and Jordan Hare to beat Alabama. That's about a good 800 words. Ready to go on that. And pretty much uh, about after that drive, none of them been working. So, Select uh, Control-A, 
delete. <laughs> man, just not even control A. Just click. Just just took off of it, man. That just because at one point he looked at it. Because after that, none of those words even mattered. No, everything changed. I mean, you know, none of them really because it's, it's you know like it's, it's there to me. It's like hey, you know, Auburn did this, Auburn did that, blah blah blah. I mean, that defense had that guy at Bama beat, and then you know you go back to play with Tank Dixie, he goes out of bounds. And, that he shouldn't have been. He also got to look at fourth down and one, third down and one, where they go shotgun instead of just going lining up for that big old running back that they already got the yards for, lose four yards, and you don't get the timeout. You know what I'm saying? Like just little, little things that beat them. Uh, the Mississippi State game at 25 3, big girl. You all have about 800, 900 words written that don't mean nothing. Um, <laughs> you know, pretty, you know. I mean, you know, and of course the, the Falcons joke came up with that one. And I think that's what the season would have been. Now, you could deal with the Texas A&M loss going out there, early game, and Texas A&M is a weird place, a weird place to get to. And that Kyle Field is huge. I've never been before. It was a big old place with a lot of weird fans, twisting and swaying to a whole bunch of a lot of weird things, man. <laughs> and so I could, I could see that when, you know, offense didn't have a great night. That happens. I mean, now, the South Carolina loss, that was one where you're like, oh, okay, this is not going well. And <laughs> well, I mean, every, yeah, everything after everything after the, the Mississippi State game started coming off the rails, everything from there, it was just like, okay, what what what's going on here? Yeah, and it's just, you know, listen, you had Bo Nick, you got hurt, and that changed everything, and he got hurt in that Mississippi State game. Because if you go back, and it's really important you look at it, I mean, you can see that defender, that old defender tackled him, and uh, they got uh, tangled up, as they said. But uh, depending on how you look at it, there's some ways you can look at that play. You know, point is, ankle gets rolled up, he's injured, and um, TJ Finley just was not prepared to play because it's, it's really hard to get a backup prepared to play these days. The starter has to get some new reps. You don't have too much practice. Now. Not that this is an excuse that Auburn fans want to hear because Auburn ain't used to losing like that. They're just not. I mean, this Auburn historically means like first, first is like first three game lead streaks in 2012, and so it happened to 2012. I got fired. Then it becomes four game lead streak. Then it becomes a six to six. And I tell it say, they really want to win this bowl. Um, Smoke Monday's playing in it. Uh, who is going to the NFL? He's playing. Um, they're not going to have the career. You're not going to have um, Darius Sam on offensive line or Kobe McClain. But they don't have a lot of guys. I think Big Z is playing in the game. And, you know, I mean, we'll see what Finley, we'll see how T.J. We'll Finley looks. But they're going to give it the old college shot. They, they, they don't want to have a losing record. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. And we're speaking with Tobias Wilborn of AL.com, who covers Auburn as they get ready for this Birmingham Bowl against Houston. Birmingham to Auburn is what? Hour and a half? Tops. Yeah, about, about with no, hour and a half, hour 45. Well, here's the problem. 65, 280. It's 280. That's 280 the is the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. So, hour, yeah, you, can't really, problem. You, you can't really do it in time. <laughs> yeah, okay. But. Nah, that, that, that old 280 bottleneck once you get past a certain part of it. Uh, yeah, it gets weird, man. Man. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so that, it's, just, it's not a real convenient way to get there. Or you could go up 65, but then that's a whole other thing, you know. I get a little too uh, specific there for people there. Well, I guess you're in Tennessee. I guess y'all would know. Yeah. 
my point being though, again, I to hear you it's say well, they they want to win this ball game. I, I just wonder how fired up you are about a bowl game that's probably in closer proximity to you than you know some regular season games. I mean, maybe I, uh, I, I, almost I, I, all of them. I, I, yeah. Hey, did you say it was sold out? It, he did say it was sold out. You said it's a hard sellout. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah, there's gonna be a lot. Of, assuming everything's okay, because you know, we, I mean, it's this old Omicron or Marion thing. How you said it? It's this thing going around like wildfires now. So I mean, I, I don't know, but I'd assume there's gonna be a big old crowd all over there. Because I mean, shoot, they showed up the practice on Christmas Eve. Okay, at Hoover High School, a, a whole heap of people. At a high school, at Hoover High School, Goodness. it's Christmas Eve. Now I, now I went there because I, you know, it's a job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> old boys, no girls. They was out there, no Auburn colors, man. They, they was there, man. I'm telling you, all, all, and I've learned this pretty quickly. If if, if all the players kill you, they're gonna be super there, okay? That's and, it. and they want to win. Hey, you know what Pat Dye said, right? Alabama, Alabama fans love Alabama football. Auburn fans love, love Auburn. Auburn. <laughs> yeah, no, and it, listen, and I, and I have learned that very quickly. If 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 Auburn is doing something, it's gonna be some Auburn people there. I, I will give. I mean, and, and Pat, I got bless his soul. He wasn't lying about that. I've learned it very quickly. <laughs> so how how does this team win this game? I mean, it's Tank Bigsby, right? I mean, they're usually gonna have to lean on this guy and let him just wear down Houston, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, I I mean, Houston got a good defense now. And their offense pretty good. I mean, I mean they're right twenty one in the country. They're left to one. I mean, I I know I think some of maybe SC buyers the way the game is the offense favorite, but I looking at Houston, I don't see how offense favorite the game. I really don't. I'm not saying offense gonna lose it. I just I'm kind of surprised the favorite. I, I guess maybe offense gets the home field back because it will be a majority off the crowd. It will definitely be very. Yeah, this ain't neutral site. <laughs> no, this ain't neutral site, baby. I mean, it, it's it, now if you ask. Some old Auburn fans, they might say the city of Birmingham hates them, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. But um, nah, it ain't neutral site, baby. Yeah, I'm telling you, it, it, it's the Auburn people. It's now it's kind of hard to move around because of everything with the old coronavirus, and you know. But they, they're there; they'll be there, and and maybe that'll help carry them. I don't know, but for football reasons, I have a hard time seeing how, how Auburn wins this match. Well, they're they're certainly going to have to block Derek Parrish and Logan Hall, and give yeah. T.J. Finley some semblance of an opportunity to make a decision on where to throw the football. He's not he's not had that luxury much this year, you know, in in relief well, of Bo Nix. Well, that old offensive um, line has been an issue. It has been an issue. It's been really difficult for them to. Get things done, move the ball, both running the ball as well as passing it. Because it's you know it's hard for the running back can't open up running lanes, can't run the ball, he can't pass the ball, and it becomes a confluence of issues that Auburn has had when it comes to the offensive line. And how do you fix it? I don't know. Cause you can't make the players much better than what they are. You can't make them straight, at least not yet. And you can't throw it at Marcus Jones either if you do decide to throw it. Marcus no, you jo- better not do that. Marcus Jones is going to do, do something. Hey, listen, you, you can try it if you want to. Uh, and uh, just say there'll be a lot of people leaving Protective Stadium with some sad faces. Time out. I mean, Marcus Jones you know, is opting I mean, out. 
Oh. Oh, he's opting out? Okay. Well, oh, you did. See, and that's the, that's the game. I mean, it's, it's tough because with guys like Smoke Monday, for instance, he's going to play. Is he really going to play the game? He's going to play or tune in, you know, move on to the side. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I can't blame Marcus Jones for opting out. I mean, that's really good. A whole lot of money he got online. Yeah. Yeah. Nabaz, how big a game is this? For first-year coach Brian Harson, <laughs> it's Auburn, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> serious, man. To be very serious, man. I mean, it really listen, man. I, I what old boy email me? He's attorney at law, Fort Payne, Alabama. Okay, he emailed me. He said, "I guess Auburn's not doing anything for the football game." I said, "Dude, I said, son, two days before Christmas, man." He's like, "But still, what are they doing for the football game?" I said, "Okay." All right. <laughs> Because, you know, we had Bridget, we had, we had, we had Bridget, but there hadn't been much availability up until Christmas Eve. And I knew he's a lawyer from Fort Payne because he, he sent me from his, from his corporate email address in the broadcast. <laughs> I said, Sidney, how you sit there going out by Christmas again, man? Or something? You know what I mean? No. But, yeah, it's all it, it, it don't matter. It's, they're playing the game. It, it matters, man. They could play it on the day Jesus comes back. And they're going to care about that more. I'm, I, that's just you hear me, and they don't care that it's six and six Auburn. This it is a chance. Matter. This is a chance to get a third top twenty-five win. By the way, they beat they Ole Miss. They that beat Arkansas. They beat Houston seven and six with three top twenty-five wins. You go best seven six team in the country. <laughs> I mean, but listen though. Here's the thing. And, okay, during that Mississippi State game. Uh, me and my guy Tom Green, we looked at each other. And I said, "Shoot, this is like a top ten team because I mean, they were rolling mm-hmm. and really had just were. beaten Ole Miss. They had, yeah, they had just beaten Ole Miss. I mean, beat them up good, okay? And they were beating the car out of Mississippi State until they won, and then it just went down <laughs> there. And, and I and I wish I could explain. I, I really do. I and I went back. Listen, I, I watched every game they played this year. I, I was covering Penn State when they went up there, and they. They gave Penn State a whole tough time, a good tough one, but Penn State beat them. And, I mean, they gave Georgia one of the toughest games of the year. I mean, they, they nearly beat Alabama. They nearly beat they, – they, they beat Alabama for 57 minutes. They, I mean, I'm, I'm serious, man. They really did. And I, I, I don't know too much about the press box, man. But I, it's, <laughs> I had to start over. But <laughs> I, I, I wish – I have like an explanation that makes sense of any of this because I don't. I mean, I can lie to you, make yourself lie to you, but it, it, it'd be a lie because I don't know. I can't explain it. They have some really talented players. That defense, when it's at its best, is one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, when they can get the run game going, they have one of the best running backs in the country. When Bo Nix, of course, you know, transferring, so, you know, can't really. And, 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 and the way people got bad at that old boy, I mean, my goodness. <laughs> man, look, they they batted the hoarders after that dude, believe it. But yeah, they didn't want them there to stay, so I don't know what you want. Hey, who's going to call plays? Um, that's a good question. They hadn't been told us, man. Um, yeah, that told us yet. So uh, maybe Harson, maybe the quarterback coach, uh, a combination of such. Probably going to be Harson, and they got to still do it by committee. They hadn't really said yet. <laughs> that's. There's a rite of passage down at Auburn. The head coach having to call plays at some point during the season, whether he's get, taking them back or he has to do it, one of the two. It's just the way it goes down there. It's crazy, man. Hey, man. 
business. They they don't take losing very well. They certainly don't. There, there, there's no question about that. Again, Auburn, Houston, number 20, 11 and 2. Six and six Auburn Tigers in the Birmingham Bowl at Protective Stadium. That is not Legion Field. Do not go to Legion Field. You will not see a ball game. Or not this ball game, anyway. Space, space. Well, I mean, oh, you'll see something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you want a ticket, you can get one for $56 according to Vivid Seats, but I don't think that's accurate. Anyway, it's 11 a.m. kick, Central Time on ESPN. Nabias Wilburn of AL.com. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. I appreciate y'all, man. Anytime, when we come back, we've got plenty to talk about. We'll just kind of throw out some throw out some some topics and go from there so stick around it's gonna be fun Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net Festop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Festop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Sports talk show you've always wanted. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. From preps to pros. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in to our final segment on this Reaction Monday as we get ready for Top 5 Tuesday tomorrow. We haven't come up with a Top 5 topic yet. Although I do think that one was probably pretty good. It might have quite a bit of overlap, though. Mm-hmm. At least number one is. There's no question there. But if you guys got any top five topics, throw them our way. <laughs> we could certainly use them. JP, when we picked on 
Wednesday, we picked up to the Alamo Bowl. We did not pick the Oklahoma-Oregon Bowl, right? That is correct. I believe that is correct, yes. Okay, so we will have to pick again on Wednesday. Right. Correct. We can pick a couple of games on Wednesday and and then um, the rest of the games on Thursday. All the way through the playoffs. All the way through the new year. The playoffs? Playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> mm-hmm. Playoffs. Yeah, I, I figure we you know we can get through maybe Thursday's games and then start with Friday's. Pick, pick Friday yep. and on. Yeah, that's a good plan. I like this plan. We might have a new game to pick, Mo. You were just saying off air. <laughs> um, at Brett McMurphy. Ah, stadium. Yeah, and uh, did I lose it? Here we go. Arizona Bowl seeking replacement for Boise State to play Central Michigan. Sun Bowl seeking replacement for Miami to play Washington <laughs> State. Both games scheduled for Friday. This could be interesting. So apparently, Boise State is not available. Obviously, Miami is not available. We've discussed that. And I guess just putting Central Michigan and Washington State across the field from each other just makes too much sense. I got nothing. I Again, the question is, what bowl do they play in? And the answer is, whoever's paying the most money. Whoever's paying the most money. I mean, the Sun Bowl is probably not an ESPN-owned bowl, if I had to guess. I think it might be the one that is not. CBS. Yeah, that makes sense. So that may be the issue. Is that the Arizona Bowl is. Well, and that's why you get Memphis to, to land that plane coming back from Hawaii in El Paso. Are they back yet? I don't know. <laughs> they might still be cooling in Hawaii. I would. Surely be. they are. But I mean, but again, they haven't SMU, yet. SMU and East Carolina were both available as well. I mean, it seemed like you could have got somebody for that ball game. I absolutely should have been able to. I'm just trying to figure out how nobody was willing to go to Hawaii. To play Memphis out there? <laughs> like, hey. I mean, we're here. Come on out. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's an unfortunate part of it because uh, a lot of these teams are there and they're 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 expensing a lot of money and not getting anything in return. Yeah. So I mean Memphis is probably begging for an opponent. You know, you go out there, especially, you know, Memphis in particular, you got out you got out there. You want to play somebody. You've been practicing. And, again, a bowl game is a reward for a good season. You want to play. These guys have gotten the chance to play and, and you know, bringing them into a hotel meeting room or whatever and tell them, hey, sorry, they've got COVID. We can't play. Go pack. We're going home. That's not – that's not the closure that you're looking for, you know, for those seniors and that kind of thing. And it's it's tough. It's always tough when you don't know it's the last time. Mm-hmm. And if you think there's going to be a last time and then there's not, that's, that's brutal. Got to be. 
I mean, as someone who knew, you know, after that 10th game of my, my regular season, my senior year, that was it. I mean, it, it makes it a little easier to, you know, the next day. But boy, man. Let's move into college hoops a little bit, Mo, because we didn't get a chance to watch nearly as much of it as we probably would like to have, especially after seeing what the score was at halftime. <laughs> but Tennessee, who has been as up and down as anybody in non-conference play, get blown out by Villanova and then run North Carolina out of the gym, then you lose to Texas Tech, and now you've beaten previously unbeaten Arizona – it's like this team is as Jekyll and Hyde as I've seen. Yeah, and and I don't I don't really know what the what prompts the Jekyll or the Hyde, but I tell you what, when you're gonna get what, twenty four and ten? Yep, out of Fulkey. Out of Fulky, you're gonna have a shot. When he is playing at that level, Tennessee is almost impossible to beat. Well, and the thing is, you, particularly on this team, because you've got to account for him, but you've also got to do something with Kennedy Chandler out on top. Justin Powell off the bench. Josiah Jordan-James is fantastic. That's the, I think that's the key, and that's why I'm saying that, is because Fulkey is who he is. When he plays at that level, there's no way a college basketball team can play with him. And apparently folks across the Southeastern Conference agreed because after he scored 24 points, grabbed 10 rebounds, and drew 13 fouls in that win over number six Arizona, um, Fulkerson was named co-SEC Player of the Week. Sharing the honor with Kentucky forward Oscar Shibway, which is not spelled like it sounds. <laughs> All Shibway did was set a Rupp Arena record with 28 rebounds against Western Kentucky, breaking the previous mark of 21, set by Shaquille O'Neal on February 15, 1990. Most rebounds in Division One college basketball since 2015. Also finished with 14 points. So, 28 rebounds in a game gets you co-SEC Player of the Week. Well, he didn't have 24 and 10 against a previously unbeaten in sixth-ranked Arizona. So, I guess that's tough. And Tennessee's next opponent has been backpedaling and reeling for a week now, if not longer. Who that? Alabama. Oh. They don't play again till then? They play Wednesday night against Alabama. And I guess you can hear that game on either station, whichever one you tune in. Simulcast, huh? <laughs> Depending on who you want to listen to. Uh, you know, they've lost two of their last three, including that Memphis game and then the Davidson. Uh, they beat Houston in the middle of that. But then they, you know, obviously they beat JSU, but only beat them by six. It just, they don't look great right now. Well, it's December. 
it is December, but this is the start of SEC play. And this particular game for both of these teams is a massive game. It is. It is. Um, not seeing this week's poll. I don't know, but the power rankings that I've seen are, um, let's see here. The AP poll is topped by Baylor. Mm-hmm. Again. And Alabama sits at 19th, while Tennessee is at 14th, up right. five. Alabama down nine from number 10. In the coaches poll, Alabama is also at 19, but Tennessee is at 15, just behind Houston, who Alabama beat. <laughs> Baylor, Duke, Purdue, Gonzaga, and UCLA, the top five in this week's AP poll. Should be an interesting ball game, like you said. I, you know, and it's it's I believe it's at Coleman, so that's tough place to play. Yeah, because it's it is what it is. I'm not going to call it what it is because I don't want to be ugly. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> I mean, it's an airplane hangar, but ESPN two, eight o'clock tip on. Uh, so. Tennessee has has its opportunity. They have their opportunity to take down the reigning SEC champion, an opportunity to build on what they've been doing. Well, to build on specifically that win over Arizona. I mean, and and to get off to a, a road win. Yeah, in SEC play. I, I don't a, against a team that many have projected as a top four seed. In next March's NCAA tournament. After the week Alabama's had, who's the favorite in the SEC? Kentucky finally looks like Kentucky, by the way, after nearly losing to Miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Division two Miles College out of Fairfield, Alabama. <laughs> I mean, they, they look pretty good. Alabama's certainly looking worse. Tennessee trending in the right direction. Auburn, not bad. Don't sleep on Arkansas. Don't sleep on Arkansas. Absolutely not. LSU's pretty good. I don't know that there is a favorite. There may not be. It feels like the SEC is open. So this isn't a do-or-die, make-or-break game. But it certainly gives you a leg up. I think I think it's a bigger win for Tennessee because it's on the road mm-hmm. than it is for Alabama. Or it might be a bigger win for each team for different reasons because, like you said, Alabama's kind of um, looking for some footing after having lost, what, two of their last three? Basically. Two of their last three, yeah. After beating Gonzaga and Houston, they lost two of three. So... Um, so big for different different reasons for both teams, but you know, like you said, it just means more. It just means more. Joe Lenardi has Tennessee um as five. Uh maybe. Three. Mm. Has them as the AQ. Oh. 
Oh. So I guess there is a favorite, according to Joe Lenardi. Oh. Oh. He's got Tennessee as a three seed as the as the AQ. As the AQ. That means he's picking Tennessee to win the SEC tournament. That's exactly what he's what he's saying. Wow. And okay. where's what's he got at Alabama? Well, unfortunately, it's not a five seed against twelve seeded UAB. <laughs> <laughs> they are a five seed, but they're slated to go against Belmont instead of the Blazers, which. If Alabama's a five and UAB's a twelve, they're playing. Well, sure they are. If those two, if that's where they end up, and this committee does not put them in the same bracket, they ought to just quit making brackets. I don't know that UAB is a twelve seed if they win Conference USA. I would agree. They're certainly not. If Belmont's a twelve, UAB's not a twelve. So yeah. We'll talk to our bracketologist later in the year, mm. Jerry Palm. We'll get his thoughts on we, that. We might even have to get a hold, get a hold to him this week since his alma mater is going to be in town Friday. That's right. Yeah. The bowl, right? Not, that's Thursday, right? Thursday. Thursday. I bet. You said Friday. It blew me I off. Or it threw me off. I was like, well. Thursday. Sorry. Come back tomorrow. It'll be Tuesday. <laughs> and we will be on the same bat time, same bat channel right here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Thanks to Joe Williams and Tobias Wilbur for hanging out with us as well. For Mo Patton and J.P. Plant, I'm Chris Jowsing. Have a great day and stay cool, Columbia.